Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Wednesday. This is Seattle Now. Here in Seattle, walking and biking are an important part of city life, but pedestrian vehicle collisions are on the rise in our state. In a minute, we'll talk with Urbanist Senior Editor Ryan Packer about the problem and what it might take to make things safer for walkers and cyclists in Seattle. But first, let's get you caught up. U.S. Representative Pramila Jayapal is the newest ranking member of an immigration subcommittee and the first immigrant to serve in the role. The House subcommittee has jurisdiction over issues like refugee displacement, citizenship, and border customs and protection. Jayapal says she hopes to stand in the role as a beacon for hope with bipartisan support from Republican moderates. Oy, you might want to go Dutch on car insurance this year. Premiums are going up. A new report from Lending Tree's Value Penguin warns the average cost for car insurance may top $1,500. Seattle Times reports insurance for new electric vehicles will be 28% higher across the country and in Washington. If you've got a traffic violation, expect a 56% increase on average. The Washington Office of the Insurance Commissioner told the Times high used car prices, medical costs, and fatality rates shoulder some of the blame. And if you can catch a break in the clouds, take a look up at the sky tonight. You might be lucky enough to catch the Green Comet, which is at its closest point to Earth today and tomorrow. The last time it was around was 50,000 years ago. That bugger is 27 million miles away, though, so maybe grab some binoculars or a small telescope and take a look below Polaris to get a glimpse. Last week, a 23-year-old graduate student died after being hit in an intersection by an SPD vehicle on the way to a call. Janavi Kandula's death is the latest high-profile vehicle pedestrian collision in our city. But people are hit or have close calls with vehicles every day. Last year, 28 pedestrians were killed, according to Ryan Packer, a senior editor at The Urbanist. Just last Saturday, in one hour across this city, three people were hit. 10.13 p.m. on Capitol Hill. Uh, we just had a priority come in on each of the back three, George 214-417 Broadway vehicle versus pedestrian. Looks like a hit and run. We're screening fire. 10.22 p.m. Dispatchers alert emergency responders that a person has been hit by a vehicle at an intersection on Queen Anne Avenue North and Gaylor Street. Then again at 10.48 p.m. on Holman Road in the Crown Hill neighborhood. Then the vehicle versus a pedestrian. We're currently screening fire. The victim is still down on the ground and bleeding, but has facial injuries, is awake and talking. 9208 Holman Road Northwest at the Dick Dragon. Copy. Ryan Packer is a senior editor of The Urbanist, and they say these high-profile incidents can overshadow an endemic problem on our streets. Hey, Ryan, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me. There's been a lot of news on pedestrian and vehicle collisions lately. What has been happening on Seattle streets? There's been some some high-profile incidents recently that uh, should be getting a lot of attention. Ultimately, the pandemic seems to have produced an environment in a lot of American cities, including Seattle, where pedestrians and people outside cars in general are at high risk. What do you think changed during the pandemic? It's a good question. A lot of people are asking. Um, People are seeing speeds increasing, uh, sort of dangerous behavior on the rise, and are looking for a cause. It's kind of 
clearly not any one factor. A lot of different things are going into this, but ultimately the things that lead to people getting hurt, people driving too fast, people driving uh, recklessly or uh, under the influence of something are leading to bad outcomes. Okay, let's talk about Seattle specifically. What do we know about the locations where people have been hit? People tend to get hit and injured more on wide, fast arterials with lots of lanes, where it's hard to cross as if you're a pedestrian. So Rainier Avenue, Lake City Way, 15th Avenue Northwest, um, those are the streets where you tend to have the most pedestrian-involved collisions. And when those collisions occur, they tend to involve the most injury or, unfortunately, death. Senator Maria Cantwell, who's chair of the Senate Committee on Commerce, Science and Transportation, announced Seattle will receive about $25 million in federal money to make the streets of Soto safe for pedestrians and bicyclists. What do you think that money could go to improve in Soto? So the streets in Soto are some of the most dangerous streets in the city. Uh, They have a lot of lanes and the streets are designed for freight traffic, which means they're wide. And so People are able to head through that neighborhood extremely quickly, and places to cross are few and far between. And so those are the factors that end up with a high amount of of people getting hurt, uh, particularly because there's also not a lot of separated bike facilities or even really wide sidewalks in that neighborhood. What could change there, though? Would we add blinkers? What do you envision maybe with that? I mean, we have 25 mil, according to uh, Senator Cantwell. So Soto lacks any real way for people on bikes to travel safely through the neighborhood. Um, It also lacks a lot of pedestrian crossings and places for people to be able to safely navigate on foot. Since the streets are so wide in Soto, there's a lot of things that could be done to, to slow cars, including, you know, add crossings and just take away lanes. Unfortunately, there's a lot of resistance to that in Soto because Soto is an area where a lot of freight traffic moves through. It's not really um, a place where pedestrians and cyclists are seen as as the top priority. But ultimately, it's one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in the entire um, county, and it it needs a lot of attention. Last week, a Seattle police officer on the way to a call hit a 23-year-old woman in the intersection of Dexter Avenue North and Thomas Street. What can you tell us about that particular incident and that intersection? So last Monday night, uh, Janavi Kundula was crossing the street at Dexter Avenue North and Thomas Street in South Lake Union. She was hit by an SPD officer driving an SPD squad car. There's still a lot of questions about what happened in the moments immediately following that collision and how SPD is going to move forward with that accountability for that incident. As someone who's been following Safe Streets projects in Seattle, Thomas and Dexter has a long history in terms of pedestrian and bicyclist injuries. Over 10 years ago, uh, another person on a bike was killed at the intersection, and people have been pushing for, for changes in that corridor for a long time. There's a project that was moving forward to create a what's called a protected intersection at that exact intersection, which basically increases visibility for people walking and protects them from people turning or going too fast through an intersection. And in a statement, Seattle Mayor Bruce Harrell addressed this particular collision 
Among other things, the mayor said the city's public safety strategies must include ensuring our streets and sidewalks are safe for all users. And he said the city would continue to look at the data to determine where safety investments can and should be made, including regularly assessing future projects like the one on Thomas Street. What do you make of the mayor's response? So far, we haven't really seen whether the Bruce Harrell administration is going to take traffic safety as a serious issue. Uh, so far, they, the administration has mostly been continuing the policies put forward by previous mayors, although they did make the decision to to pause the project at Thomas and Dexter, where the fatal collision last week occurred due to budget cuts during last November's budget. But ultimately, we haven't seen whether or not the mayor is going to actually step up and, and make the investments that are needed to keep people safe. And of course, we have Vision Zero, which is the city's commitment to ending pedestrian deaths and major injuries by 2030. At this point, it seems like there's a long way to go. Ryan, are there areas in the city that have been safer? Have there been successes? There have absolutely been successes from the Vision Zero pro- program. Um, a lot of those come from places where we've added protected bike lanes, like on Northeast 65th Street in Ravenna. Uh, it's also from come from places where we've just taken uh, away a few car lanes to make things safer for everyone on the street, like on Rainier Avenue, specifically in Columbia City. And so we, we have success stories that we can point to. And ultimately, the question is whether we will be able to find those strategies that have been most effective and double down on those or back off entirely. Brian, we've been talking about pedestrian collisions and the city's efforts to try to make things safer. What are we going to need to do to get closer to where we need to be right now? I think ultimately what's needed is a shift away from decades-old line of thinking that prioritizes people getting from A to B and not the people who live in between and the people who are trying to get around who are not in cars. Ultimately, it's about making our streets more people-oriented rather than car-oriented. And ultimately, that means reallocating the vast amount of space that we have in our, in our city away from cars. Ryan Packer is a senior editor at The Urbanist. Thanks so much. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Today's episode was produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez and Jenny Cecil Moore. The show is also produced by Claire McGrain, Brooklyn Jamerson Flowers, Vaughn Jones, and Brandy Fullwood. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow.